We are blessed to have so many gifted people in our congregation. Um, those that are a regular part of our, of our family and those that, that, uh, come from time to time. Uh, Bill Coster is, uh, a man that God has used in powerful ways, uh, around the world. He is, uh, a wonderful evangelist that, um, spends much of his time uh, back in Holland, uh, sharing the good news with people in Holland. He travels across Canada and shares uh, in different churches around the world in, in our country um, of the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, uh, it is so good to have you as a part of our family the last little while and to have you uh, worshiping with us. And uh, you're going to come and share with us from God's Word. Let me just pray for you before we start. Heavenly Father, uh, thank you for uh, Bill. Uh, thank you for the ways that you have worked in his life, the, the testimony that he has been in so many different people's lives. And uh, this morning, Lord, as he has been preparing, uh, listening to your spirit speak into his life, Lord, I pray that you would just give him freedom to speak the words uh, that you want us to hear here uh, this morning. Lord, not only that you would uh, open up his lips to speak your words, but our ears would be unstopped, that our hearts would be open, that we would uh, know the message that you have for us today, that we would see you in a new way, and through that, uh, that we would then become a, a clearer reflection of you and a, a, a more effective witness and testimony in our lives. So we thank you for him in Jesus' name. Amen. What an opportunity to talk to you guys. But I don't know if I can live up to what Lauren was saying about me. Nobody can. Lauren loves words and okay, and I don't even recognize, recognize myself sometimes. But I want to talk to these people from Uganda and the Congo. Uh, I came as a missionary to the Netherlands. And, okay, now what do missionaries do? I didn't quite know. Maybe preach, maybe uh, give Bible studies, definitely evangelize. I didn't know. But we had a Holy Ghost coffee bar in the downtown area of my hometown <laughs> in Leeuwarden, the northern part of Holland. And one day in that coffee bar, one of my team members, Liedeke, came to me and says, Uncle Bill, there's a whole bunch of people from other countries right there in that big hall. I said, we better check it out. And that is when I came in contact with the Congolese. I came in contact with Middal and Anna Paula, which became my best friends. Matter of fact, they're the pastoral couple in a church which was planted by the Lord in my hometown, and it is just loaded with Congolese. It's just a beautiful place to go to. 
Uh, you know, I'm always the guest of honor when I go to Middal and Anna Paula. Uh, and it goes a little bit like that. I go and visit Holland. And I'm in my hometown. And I never tell them I'm coming. I, I keep that a secret. I just show up for Sunday. And I walk into their plates, and Anna Paula looks at me, and she comes there running. Opa is here. Opa is here. And I get a great big hug from her. And then Middal comes, and he is the pastor, and he hands me the mic, and I'm in business. I mean, that is just the way it is. I mean, there's such wonderful people that uh, I used to really grew to love them in a very special way. There's one girl, Eve. She used to be on the street selling her body. And then the Lord came into her life. Now this girl is part of the worship team. And when she's up there worshiping, I'm just sitting down there. Okay, and I could cry. I mean, I have never ever seen anyone worship like that. But that is enough about the Congolese. Hallelujah. It was an honor, Lauren, when you asked me to come and preach, uh, because it is Palm Sunday. And uh, I know you've already heard a lot of talking, but Palm Sunday is such a beautiful day, as far as I'm concerned. I can read the story, but probably you have already. Nobody has read the scriptures, actually. What's going on? This church is going to pot. <laughs> but anyway, as the story goes, <clears throat> Jesus has just got some issues with Zacchaeus, and then they're going further down the road, and they're play- someplace around Jerusalem, and okay, and they're uh, going to go no, someplace around, around Jericho, and they decide to go further into Jerusalem. And then Jesus says to some of his disciples, and that is written in the scriptures, and he says to his two disciples, go and into the city, and there is a colt, a donkey. And that donkey, uh, I want you to loosen it and bring it back. And this is uh, what happened. They went into the city, and sure enough, there is that donkey, just like Jesus said. You know, of course, Jesus always tells the truth. eh? And, uh, okay, here's the donkey. And they bring it back to him. And they put their clothes on the donkey. And Jesus sat on the donkey. Now, who is Jesus? Jesus is the Son of God. The King of Kings. The Lord of Glory. Jesus. Jesus, our friend. I mean, who came to this world, I mean, to set us free and give us life. I mean, and he sat on a donkey going into Jerusalem. He should have been on a great big white horse, not on a donkey. He came in a very humble way. And okay, but his disciples and followers couldn't handle it, and they had to act. And they started to act all right. They started to sing, Hosanna, Hosanna, the King of Kings, the Lord, the glory. He's entering Jerusalem. And then you have the Pharisees and they say, tell them to be quiet, you know. 
I mean, they make too much noise. I always make too much noise. And, uh, but they wouldn't stop. And Jesus says, if I tell them to stop, the Bible says, okay, now read it in the 19th chapter of Luke, okay? When you get home, read it 10 times today and get excited about it. But anyway, uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Even the fairy stones will cry out that which was not flesh and blood. The stones where they walked upon would cry out. That's what he said. Wow. Wow. And then he went on into Jerusalem. And when he got there, he looked at Jerusalem and he cried. He literally cried. The Bible says he wept. And as he wept, I mean, later on he says, if you would have only known the hour of your visitation, if you would have only known what was happening, if you would have only known, I mean, who I was, if you would have only known and reacted on it, I mean, it would have been totally different, but you just totally ignored it. Matter of fact, I mean, Good Friday comes pretty soon. Okay, and then we have Easter. Of course, they, they couldn't hold them in the grave. But okay, they actually crucified their king. They nailed him on the cross. That's what they did. But, you know, sometimes I think, do we know our day of visitation? But before we get into that a little bit more, there is a portion of scripture I really, really wanted to read. And that is not in the New Testament, it is in the Old Testament, and it is found in Proverbs. So we're getting into Scripture there, Lauren. Okay, now this is what it is, what is being said. In Proverbs, starting in verse 21. That is chapter 8, verse 22. Okay, the Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ago at the very beginning when the world came into being, when there were no waters, when there was no, I was given birth, when there was no springs overflowing with waters, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth, before he made the world or its fields, or any of the dust of the earth. I was there when he set the heavens into place, when he marked out the horizons on the face of the deep. Then when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep. Then when he gave the sea its boundaries and the waters would not overstep, 
his command. And when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his world, his whole world, and delightful and delighting in mankind. Now then, my children, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instructions and be wise. Do not disregard it. Blessed are those who listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. For those who find me find life and receive favor from the Lord. But those who fail to find me harm themselves. All who hate me love dead. Boy, that's quite a portion of scripture, isn't it? I have to calm down a bit because I am a heart patient, so-called. They don't gonna have to do an operation on me, they say. But I can't stop preaching. I have to talk about the Lord. Now this Lord, I mean, that was not just somebody. I mean, that was the King of Kings. I mean, he was there with God, his Father. I mean, before anything was ever started, he was there. I mean, he is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of glory. And in and through him, everything exists. That is who he is. And that is who came into Jerusalem. And he said to the people there, you did not recognize the hour of your visitation. You did not recognize it. And I sometimes wonder if we recognize the greatness of his visitation within our churches. Do we recognize him? Do we recognize the King of Kings, the Lord of glory? Do we really recognize him? And make him and allow him to change our lives. Because that is what it is all about. I lived a long life. I'm almost 85 next month. Man, I'm old. I'm ancient. But I have seen my Lord. Over and over again I have experienced the reality of his kingdom in my life. When I do things, I always say I mess up. And that is what I was referring to, Lord. I'm nobody, a great big nobody. But when God is on my side and working through me, I can do all things in his name. Do we realize that? We are all things in the King of Kings, the Lord of glory. We are all powerful because of him. Can I get excited? That's something to be excited about. Now they saw a little bit of it, a glimpse of it, and they sang, Hosanna! Hosanna! Oh, slow down, Bill. Watch your heart. <laughs> Wouldn't it be something to die? I mean, with a heart attack while preaching? Wow! <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that one, should I? <laughs> But the Lord is so wonderful that I could not say no to preaching. 
I could not say no to preaching because I love my Lord. And okay, and when you love someone, you want to talk about that wonderful person in your life. You want to tell the world about it. Isn't that right? Yeah, that is what it is all about. Uh, you know, and we have to, we can be natural about it. We don't have to be embarrassed. Are you embarrassed when you talk about the Lord to other people? Are you? Don't be. He is light. And when you speak about Him, you bring light in other people's lives. That is the King of kings, the Lord of glory. I mean, you... Oh, look at that. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> Just in case. I got them scared. <laughs> I cannot help but talk about him. And in my way it is like singing glory, hallelujah. The king has come. Whenever we show up anywhere, the king has come. Yeah, light has come. I am the light of the world because the light of the world is within me. Therefore I'm light. If I do things on my own, I mess up. I already said that. But when he does it to me, Oh, everything works. And I could tell you stories, I mean, that would make your teeth curl. I mean, it is just absolutely incredible what I've seen God do. I mean, yeah, he heals. He still heals today. Did you know that? I don't heal, but God does. <laughs> Sometimes you, 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 you experience that in your life. I mean, and... Uh, I, I remember being in Poland one day and a gentleman came and had tears streaked face and he said, I cannot run anymore. And uh, I asked my translator, what is he saying? I mean, I said, no, he can't run because something is wrong with his legs. And he hasn't been running for almost a year now and he used to be a runner. I said, oh boy, that must be hard on a person. I said, shall we pray for him, Jan? Yeah, Jan says, let's. So we laid hands on him. And I got very rambunctious and said, Lord, will you touch this man and will you heal him? Would you believe he took off running and he ran clear to, clear to the other town? And he came back in about an hour. Oh, I have never seen anybody more happy than him. But I didn't heal him. God did. I was there. And we dared to believe. Hallelujah. I dared to believe that he is able to do more than I could even think. Is that something? Wow. And I want to see him still do a whole lot more. I've been asking him and just in my private prayers. And I said, Lord, would you let me go back to Holland once more? Would you let me go back to Middle and Annapolis place? <laughs> would you do that? Oh, I would love to see those kids again, or Kiela. I mean, he is from Liberia. Holland had a budget for 4 billion euro for the refugees. In our area of Holland, that is around my hometown, we had 31 refugee centers. And needless to say, I didn't have, have 
to worry about preaching or teaching or praying for people. We were so busy, we couldn't possibly do everything. It was an impossibility. And I enjoyed it that way. The Lord gave us a house in Holland which would sleep about 40 people. And uh, they would come sometimes. I remember one time we were in the living room and there was a gentleman walking. I mean, he was as dark as they come, almost as dark as you are. I mean, and he was walking up and down. And okay, and a friend of ours, I mean, uh, his name is Zaleka. He is from Ethiopia. He said, that guy is looking for a place. I think he's looking for this place. I said, why don't you go out there, Zaleka, and ask him? And sure enough, in his country, someplace in Africa, I don't know where he was from anymore, but he had heard about the place in Holland there, in the north of Holland, and he would not be turned away. Wow. That's God. That's God, and I don't even remember his name. But he was with us for quite some time. Some names I remember, I, like I remember... I mean, Kiela, Kiela we met in a refugee camp, and he was devastated because of the things which had happened in his life. It was just absolutely terrible. He'd lost his wife and his children, his church. He was a pastor. And my wife had the audacity to say to him, get off your pity party and get going here. I mean, you haven't got the right to just sit there and feel sorry for yourself. And he said to the Lord, Lord, why did you have to sell, send me that woman? <laughs> they were not nice words. But it changed him. Gael is still my friend. He runs a car lot now. He is a bit of a prophet. I mean, he goes to different churches. And But what has happened through the years, I go to Holland, okay, and I've been going back and forth to Holland still every year. I go to Holland, and okay, and it's not my siblings. I have a whole bunch of siblings still there. But, I mean, they don't come and pick me up at the airport. No, Kayella does. Yeah, and he gets outright honorary if he cannot pick me up. It's just beautiful. Okay, so then I go to the southern part of Holland first, to Eindhoven. And okay, and he gets a nice car off the car lot. He makes sure that it is an automatic. Because I broke my ankle. That is why I don't always stand up. Because my ankle uh, gets pretty sore when I stand on it too long. I'm not complaining. I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> but anyway, he gets me a nice car. And okay. And I use his car for the next couple of months in Europe. I mean, go all over the place. A lot of times he goes along with me. We went together to England to minister in the church there. And I love it. I just love it. But you know why I love it? Because Hosanna, hallelujah, Hosanna, the Lord has come. The Lord has changed me. He has changed me so totally that I cannot be any different. I have to talk about the things of God. If I don't, I feel, use an example. I mean, okay, the Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered of God, right? Okay, does that mean all the time? Am I righteous all the time? What about that? Is that good theology to say I am righteous all the time? Because I'm covered by the blood of the Lamb? 
You know, the big boss has set me free and has given me that freedom to use for his glory and for his honor. So, okay, just imagine, okay, I'm going off the island, so I'm getting on the boat. Uh, I have that broken ankle, I have to deal with it, so instead of climbing the stairs, I'm waiting for the elevator. Now, the elevator is long in coming. Okay, so I'm standing there, there's another couple waiting as well, and I start to sing a very holy song. Speed up a little bit, elevator, speed up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, am I still being led by the Lord? Am I still being righteous? The steps of the righteous are ordered of God. Is that the Lord? Well, apparently it was. Because we get up to the sixth deck where everything is, and I go one way and they go the other way, and then the lady comes running after me and says, Will you have coffee with us? And we talk with them about the things of God for an hour and a half. And that is not just once. I mean, that goes on all the time. And, and what I'm saying to you is what the Lord Jesus is saying over Jerusalem. You haven't noticed the hour of his visitation within your life. Okay, recognize it. Act upon it. Do something with it. You could change this whole community Matter of fact, you could change the whole island if you just went and done, do, <laughs> does whatever. I mean, what the Lord tells you to. You believe that? He changed the world to 12 men, didn't he? And one that wasn't functioning too well. Oh, I didn't even think I was going to go <laughs> through all this. I mean, this must have been the Lord. I mean, but. I'm excited. This is Palm Sunday. Let's celebrate. Hallelujah. Will you celebrate with me? Will you sing Hosanna with me? And will you sing Hosanna this afternoon or, or tonight or tomorrow or the day after? Will you sing Hosanna? For the King of, of Kings is with you. Matter of fact, He is within you if you accepted Him. Oh, you're not deaf, I know, but I, I, that's just my style sometimes. I can't help it. Hallelujah. I thought I was going to sit down nice and sedate-like and just talk to you for a bit and then call it quits. <laughs> Didn't work. I'm sorry. <laughs> Didn't work. It's okay, is it? Yeah? Okay, good. You know, this God loves you. Did you know that? Yeah. He loves you with a passion, man. He said, come on, get on board and see what I can get done to you. Wow, isn't that something? Yeah. I think you make a good evangelist. I picked it, didn't I? Yeah. No, I didn't pick it. The Lord did. Hallelujah. Don't give up in life. Don't be religious. Get real, get right with him. Let him work through you. If I don't, I remember one time sitting in a restaurant talking to a guy and I wasn't getting anywhere. 
I thought, oh, Lord. So I said, hey, i got to go to the bathroom. So I was sitting in the bathroom praying. I said, Lord, this is not going anywhere. <laughs> Will you come and help me? And I got back to that guy, and boy, I tell you, the Lord gave him four, two barrels. Uh, both barrels, I guess that is what I say. But that is the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why I'm an evangelist. That is why I want to stir people. I want to see people going. Yeah. I want to see people going. You've got such a beautiful smell. You don't have to sell it to people. Just give it away. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I think I said enough for you to chew on for a while. Maybe you'll let me preach again sometime. <laughs> Blessings on you. This is Palm Sunday. Let's celebrate. Oh, let's celebrate. Hallelujah.